Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you again. I wish you could be with me and I could be with you here in the church, but it's good that at least we can be together and pray together and um, ask God's blessing, particularly, as you know and I know, on all those people that are suffering with the coronavirus, um, which are many, but particularly those that are in hospitals, those in intensive care, and to pray also for all those caregivers, doctors, nurses, helpers, all those who are on the front lines of this battle and dealing with it every day. So we ask God to bless them and be with them and preserve their health. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. peace be with you. And with your spirit. And let us take a moment and just call to mind our sins. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. You came to call. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us, and heal us, and bring us all together one day to everlasting life. Amen. My friends, let us pray. By your help we beseech you, O Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people. I will put my spirit in you that you may live, 
and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised, and I will do it, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. And we have a reading today from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. 
And then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. And Martha said to him, I know we will rise in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly saying, the teacher is here and he's asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her and presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so this man here would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid across it. Jesus said, take the stone away. And Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had said this, they, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, hand and foot tied, with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. A father... Um, was doing what he usually did every night with his three-year-old daughter. He was in a room, they read, read a little story, and then after that, you know, they prayed together. His daughter led the prayers, and then the father prayed a little bit, and then he got up to leave. And 
As he was going out the door, the daughter said, Dad, please don't leave. leave. I need you here with me. And the father wasn't really sure what to do. Could it be tonight, like those times when she makes up stories so she can stay awake a little bit longer? Um, so he turned around because his heart was kind of melting anyhow and went back in the room and he saw a tear uh, run down his daughter's cheek and he knew she really was frightened. So he said to her, you know, honey, we just prayed and we prayed to God and you ask God to bless you and to bless your family and to bless your pets. And you know, God will do that because God loves you and God is with you. And she said, I know all that, dad, but, but I need a God with skin on him. And the father didn't quite know what to say about that, but obviously he had skin on him. And as I, I thought about that story and our scriptures for today, you know, in times like this, they're very, very challenging times um, with this virus. You know, we all need a God with skin on him. That's what we need. And I think God knew that. And that's why he sent his son into the world, who is indeed God with skin on him. He's not just God. You know this. I know this. He's also a human being, just like us, God with skin on him. And when our hearts are broken, you know, like the little girl's hearts were broken, I got to believe that the heart of God is also broken. When we suffer, when we go through what we're going through at this time, with just so many ill people, um, so many people working so hard to keep people with us, to keep them alive in hospitals and elsewhere, you know, that's that's exactly what we need is a God with skin on him. I was really taken by the words of this gospel. And this is a really wonderful gospel. If you ever get a chance to compress, contrast and compare the gospels, John is, well, they're all unique, but John is truly unique. And uh, in that gospel, it mentioned that Jesus wept over, obviously, the loss of his friend, of his friend Lazarus, and I was trying to figure out why Why did he weep? He knew what he was going to do, um, and he knew he was going to heal him because he wept because, you know, I think when, when our hearts are broken, God weeps with us. When we're going through struggles and challenges and all kinds of changes and the time that we're going through now, and we weep, you know, God does indeed weep with us, and Jesus wept because of his love for Lazarus and love for the sisters. And, you know, he, he was just very, very touched by that. There's no question about it. And John's gospel is the only one, and you can take a chance to look at it. He doesn't mention uh, the blood, the tears, the angst, any of that that Jesus went through. Uh, it's just not mentioned later on as it is in the other gospels as he was going up Calvary. Where it's mentioned is right here in this gospel tonight, the angst that Jesus felt and the suffering that he felt. And I'm sure, well, I believe, you know, he was looking at the grave of Lazarus and they rolled the stone back. And no doubt in my mind, you know, he was kind of fast forwarding to a very near day in his life, you know, when he would suffer and die and be placed in the grave exactly like Lazarus was, and that had to bring him to tears, and for lots of obvious reasons that, you know, he did everything he could to love, support, help, heal, bless people, and, you know, he still ended up going to the grave. So, my friends, I, I really believe uh, that when we weep, the Lord weeps with us. Our sadness is also God's sadness, and we never want to forget that, and, and these are just very sad and challenging times that we live in. We're trying to stay hunkered down. Um, I know I'm pretty much hunkered down. And, and if you know me and you do, that's not easy for me to do. And if I can do it, I think anyone can do it without going crazy. And I haven't, I don't think I've gone crazy yet. It could happen. Father John would let me know, I'm sure, when I get really nuts. So, but I haven't gotten there yet. And I'm just doing this uh, just one day at a time. So, let us give thanks to God, you know, for having a God who has skin on him. 
Let us, if you at home, just join me, please, and we will pray together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. So let us pause for a moment, and I'll just give you at home a few moments to just to reflect on your own special intentions for this Mass this morning. Um, whatever they might be. So we pray for all those people who are suffering with the virus, uh, both those at home and those in hospitals, and particularly those who are living with this virus uh, in intensive care units, and, and for all the folks in our parish too, not with the virus, but some folks who are really very, very ill at this time and on hospice care, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And again, I'd like to pray for doctors and nurses and first responders and EMS personnel and just all those folks who work in the hospital in lots of different capacities but are involved in caring for patients, that the Lord would protect them from the virus, keep them well, so that they continue to serve and to minister to those who are ill. We pray to the Lord. And we pray for all the homebound. All the homebound here, certainly in our parish, but all of those actually throughout the world who find themselves isolated because of the virus. For all those who are alone and all those who are struggling, we pray to the Lord. And I'd like to pray for... Um, all of our faithful service workers. And by this, I mean, I couldn't find a better word for all those who work in, you know, restaurants and other kinds of places that care for people in ordinary times, if you will. Just so many, many, many thousands of them have been laid off. And I'm sure they're struggling to live each day and to be able to meet their responsibilities for them going through a real struggle in this health crisis. We pray to the Lord. And for all those who are lacking food and shelter, uh, folks who are struggling because for lots of reasons, but those who are in need of food and in need of shelter, that this community might reach out to them and embrace them and welcome them and give them the assistance they need, we pray to the Lord. And, and for all those who have died, certainly those who have died with the virus, and for all of our parishioners who have died, all of our loved ones who have died, family, friends, that they all might be with God in the kingdom, um, seeing God face to face, we pray to the Lord. Our prayer. And I'd like to offer a special intention today for two of our parishioners um, who are among the elect. That means they're preparing uh, to be received into the church by baptism. Obviously, it's not going to happen on Holy Saturday, but the Lord would bless them as they continue their journey and in these very uncertain times. But believe me, it will happen. They will be received and they will be welcomed into the church. And that's uh, Bill McCartney and Betsy Reinhardt. And for their families, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. Loving God, hear the prayers that we present to you and place before you today in trust. And we just do it through your Son, Jesus the Lord. Amen. You shall cross the barren desert and you shall
pray together that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrifice through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us all give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord. Holy Father Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as true man, he wept for Lazarus, his friend. And as eternal God, he raised him from the tomb. Just as taking pity on the human race, he leads us by sacred mysteries in new life. Through him, the host of angels adore your majesty and rejoice in your presence forever. May may our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread and given you thanks. He said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, He took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your Your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven. And as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. 
Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with the Holy Spirit and become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with our patrons, St. Basil, and all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be blessed to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, your servant Francis, the bishops, clergy, religious, and the entire people that you have gained for your own. Look graciously on the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory, all honor is yours forever and ever. At our Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, kingdom the, the power, power, and the glory are yours now and forever. And Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, Lord, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And my friends, may the peace of the Lord be with you always and with, and with your, your spirit. spirit. Oh
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of our world. How blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. just in a moment of silence here after your spiritual communion let's just take a moment to pray for all of our intentions whatever they might be just place them in the hands of our God who has a God who has skin on him
grace you give to us. Help us to give away. Help us to give away. You are the whisper in the darkness, the comfort through our pain. Your arms will hold and steady us with strength to walk again. Oh, Holy Father, for what peace you give to us, help us to give away, help us to give away. statement of our faith, the Father of the fatherless, the Savior to the slave. For what hope you give to I'd like to, um, and I have a couple of announcements after this, but I'd just like to thank uh, Tommy Dome and Miles Rapkin, and there's another young man uh, in the sacristy helping them as well for making this live streaming possible. I want to thank certainly Father John, uh, Nancy, and Stephanie for being here today and leading us in song. Uh, it's, it's not the same, but it's still beautiful, and it's still uplifting, and I hope it just kind of renews the spirit of all of us. So just a, a few, and now what would life be without announcements, right? It's what we do. Um, so uh, in the letter that I sent you, and probably will be, well, for sure, I'll be sending you another letter this week. Um, I just want to mention, I mentioned in there that I hoped the church could be open on March 30th. Well, the church is not going to be open on March 30th, because as you know, I'm sure this Darn virus has not yet reached its peak, and we don't know when it's going to peak, but it's impossible to uh, maintain the church and sanitize the church if people are coming and going, and even if they're not coming and going and monitoring it, we just don't have the ability to do that. So the church will not be open on the 30th, but believe me, one day the church will open again, and we will have just a, a wonderful, wonderful celebration um, I want to thank everybody. We have more food in the parish office and the rectory than I've ever seen before, okay? And I want to thank you for that, and that will go. So if some of you are still planning on delivering food, you can do it like right up till noon, and then some good people who do this every month are going to take the food down to the food pantry on 93rd and Union. So you've got to noon to deliver it. There's lots and lots of food. It's really appreciated, and I'm sure there will be future calls for food as well. But but thank you. This um, this church has a great heart, and you are the church. So that's who I'm talking about. And um, 
So if you need help, okay, if you're home and you're alone and you need somebody to talk to or you just need some kind of help, whatever it might be, uh, food, um, whatever, you know, obviously we can't come and visit you. That's probably bothering Father John and I more than anything, but we just can't do it. Um, but, you know, if you need something, call the parish office. It's real easy. And probably all know it, 440-526-1686. We have a wonderful, wonderful St. Vincent de Paul Society and lots of people who would love to help. Um, so, oh, and my final request that I almost forgot, um, any of you at home that would like to write a note to our homebound, and I speak principally, but not exclusively, of those folks next door at Jennings. You know, they cannot have visitors. That's one of the most painful parts of this virus, that people in those kinds of facilities cannot have visitors. And so families, you know, are torn, believe me, and they're outside waving. But if you could write a note or a card, particularly children, uh, older adults love cards from children, and if you could do that, just write a note. You don't have to go buy an expensive card. You can write it on a piece of paper and fold it up because, the, believe me, the people receiving them don't care. But if you could write some notes and just bring them up to the parish office, the outer door is open there, um, you know, facing the school, if that makes sense. We have all these doors, and I know it's tricky, but kind of the back doors to the office, uh, to the rectory, okay? You can bring notes and place them there and you know, our staff will make sure they get over to people so they can they can read them. Believe me, that's just so uplifting to people to receive a note. Just someone to say, I love you and I'm praying for you Makes can make all the difference in the world in a person's day or week. Um, I think that's all I got, believe it or not. Thank you for the food. Um, we've had lots of people calling and asking for help for food, so... Um, and we're glad to be able to do that. I'm thinking, believe it or not. Um, that's it. So let us pray, my friends, and thank you for being with us today. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ in whose body and blood we have communion, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Bless, O Lord, your people who long for the gift of your mercy and grant that what at your prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. And let us bow our heads and ask for God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may God look upon you and your family with kindness and gift you with peace. And may our good and gracious God bless and keep all of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My friends, we go in peace now to love and serve the Lord and one another. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God.
Father Walt, thanks for joining us back here for a little chit-chat on our way out of Mass. So we have some questions from our parishioners. And uh, Nancy Schlebig asks, what are you doing with all your free time? Uh, Praying and reading. And actually, it's been kind of busy. We've been doing a lot of work with the staff, just trying to figure out, you know, what we should do, when we should do it. Um, So that's been pretty challenging. You know, one thing we decided that I forgot to mention in the announcements that after a lot of discussion, you know, we're not going to be passing out palms this year. Um, we just couldn't figure a way to do it that's going to work and make sense. So lots of factors went into that, but I really believe it was a good decision. Um, I'm praying. Um, I'm reading. I'm playing some uh, poker on my Kindle. Okay, that, that's funny because Gloria Kostranek asks... Father Walt, how many card games have you won on your Kindle? You know, right now, see, the nice thing about Kindle is there's no cost to this, friends. And uh, and they have poker on there. And somehow it's just on there. You know me. I couldn't have put it on there if I wanted to. So I was doing really well for a while. And lately, I've been in a very bad streak. I mean, I can't get a good card for nothing. But that that will turn. Sometimes I think. God is helping me when I'm on a roll. I mean, I don't know what it means, uh, but whatever. That's what I do, and um, I get some sleep, although it's been hard to sleep. I'm sure you all heard the thunder and lightning last night. Um, I don't know. Just doing what I got to do and uh, keeping and thinking of praying for you and, and praying for all of you, believe me. Holly Saba has perhaps another idea of what you're doing with your free time because she asks, the Saba family wants to know who's chasing the geese away. See, um, I wanted to mention at the end of Mass, if you're bringing food up as a prize or as a uh, um, reimbursement, you can take a goose home. Um, they're free. There's no charge. You can take them all home for all I care. They are a mess. And uh, for all you geese lovers, come and get one. They're here. Um, everywhere, I think, more than last year. Last year, there were two nesting here. Now there's four. Um, so what was the question? What do I do? Who's chasing the geese away? Because folks... I, I talk to them and they, they walk at me. These are not nice creatures. <laughs> and people think they're beautiful birds. You don't want to mess with them. I'll tell you that. Don't mess with the goose. I know. All right. On a re- perhaps related note, Lila Tamulowitz asks, Father Walt, are you going to get a dog after you retire? If no dog, you could take a goose, but what, do you, what are your thoughts on the dog? Um, you know, I was raised with lots of dogs, and um, but I, I just don't think it would be fair for me to take a dog because you got to walk the dog, you got to care for the dog, and, you know, I just don't think at this point in my life I'd be good at that. Now, you know, if things work out that way, I certainly would, would love to have a dog, but I think I'd be good for the dog, you know, in terms of caring for it. Before I came to St. Basil's, I had a dog. Uh, at East 80th and between Union and Etna, this was the meanest dog on earth. This, nobody messed with me in that house because you'd have to be crazy to come in there. Um, and she would even growl at me, and I don't even know what I did to her. I'd tell her, look, I'm the one that feeds you. Quit growling. And she'd kind of stomp away. But um, So when I came here, I didn't want to bring her because I knew she'd bite somebody. So I gave her to a guy that worked for us, helped us with repairs and things at 61st and St. Clair. And he said nobody ever bothered his place, ever. He wouldn't. The dog was crazy. Here's a cute question. Debbie Solinger asks, my three-year-old Olivia would like to know if she can still wear her new Easter shoes and fancy dress on Easter morning, even though they can't attend church in person. Absolutely. She should wear all of her Easter clothing, shoes, purse, whatever, dress. Um, that would be very, very appropriate uh, you know, for Easter, because we're celebrating Easter. It's very unfortunate we can't do it here in church. Julie Zakakis is wondering, Olivia wants to know if she can alter serve from home since she can't be doing it here. 
I think so, yeah. Just, you know what to do, so just do it. That's good, Olivia. Alter serve from home. All right, Miles, you may need to zoom out or get a wide-angle lens for this question. Uh, Kathleen Adams is wondering, how big was the biggest fish you ever caught? Uh, the biggest fish I ever caught really wasn't all that big. Um, maybe six or seven pounds. People are out there now catching 20-pounders, I guess. I don't know how. But um, that's about the best I've ever done. And actually, I thought I had a snag at the time because I couldn't reel it in. It was Then it started moving. And if you know anything about walleyes, they don't fight a lot. They just kind of come in. They don't. Sometimes when they get close to the boat, they'll jump up and down a little bit. Not much. They're just pretty easy to bring in. But this one was a big fish. But it certainly wasn't Fish Ohio or any of that. And Peter Seneff is wondering what has been your favorite fishing experience or trip? Um, I think my favorite trip was not this year um, in January, but last January we um, went out with some local guys in um, Tamarindo, Costa Rica, where we go every year. I go with these two guys and we caught um, four mahi, big mahi, and you only get, these guys are really very inexpensive. You get a charter, it's $1,200. You go with these guys, it's $240 for the day or half a day, actually, but that's all you need. And we caught some beautiful, four beautiful mahi, um, probably 30 pounds each, um, just right offshore because these guys know what they're doing. So that was a great experience. It's probably the best I ever did. All right, two more quick ones. Jocelyn Trout's wondering, what is your favorite movie all time? Um Favorite movie all time. Um, you know, I'm, at this point in my life, I'm not good at remembering things. Um, there were a lot of movies. I haven't been to a movie actually in, in a number of years. Um, what's the one, the baseball, where they come out of the field? What's that called? Field of Dreams. That was, I think, my favorite movie. I really, really enjoyed that movie. All right, last one. Dan Bender is wondering... What's your all-time favorite burger? Homemade or from a restaurant? What are the toppings and is it meaty? What's my all-time favorite burger? Okay, now this is kind of a loaded question because if I go to restaurants, um, so I've had burgers that are good um, from, um, I'm thinking, uh, certainly from Creekside, What's the one over on Tanager that I can't think or on Fitz, Fitzwater? No, no. The Pickle Works. I had a great burger from there this week. I've had good burgers from Whitey's. I've had great burgers from Creekside. Um, I I think all burgers are my favorite. Um, how's that? Oh, and, <laughs> Haven't met a burger you don't like? Well, and, and uh, Swenson's. I really enjoy Swenson's burgers. So, I, you know, I do this very simple. I just get um, a cheeseburger or a double cheeseburger. Oh, McDonald's is good, too, and Burger King. I do all these, okay? <laughs> I mean, my, you know, so if Dr. Burma is watching this today, I could be in trouble. But <laughs> I, I think my cholesterol is still okay. Someday that may change. I don't know. Um, but I, I just get them real simple. I get tomato and dill pickle and cheese. That's about it, you know? Sometimes I'll put mustard on ketchup, but usually it's just... Tomatoes, sliced tomatoes, and pickles, and cheese. Simple man, easy to please. Well, thanks so much. Thank you all. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great pray for us.